Welcome back to the Peace and Purpose podcast. My name is Corbin Elliott, and I am super excited to have a special guest with me today, Sammy from Successful Millennials Podcast. So, Sammy, the reason I brought him on is because he has experience in the corporate world, and which is which is something I really wanted to bring into this season and incorporate it in some way before we get into the uh, some of the later episodes. So, Sammy has six years of experience in the corporate environment, and I think it's four or five different roles in that time period. So, although he wasn't in it for, you know, 30 years, he has a lot of experience navigating things to figure out positions that he likes more. And that's really the the point of the season. So, great. Without further ado, I want to present to you Mr. Sammy. Let's jump in. Sammy, what is up, man? We just had a lovely conversation on your podcast yesterday as a recording. How how are you doing on this on this Tuesday? I'm doing well, Corbin. Thanks for having me, man. I'm yeah. excited to continue the conversation on your platform. 100% love the t-shirt. Love the t-shirt. <laughs> I am successful. Yes, he is. Um <laughs> going off of the theme of our podcast this season, you told me yesterday that you worked in the corporate world for a while. Um, I just wanted to hear your basic thoughts, how you got into it, a little bit about your experience, mm-hmm. just to get us kicked off here. Yeah, sure. I mean, I was in corporate for six years, but I had a lot of different roles. I really, when I went to college, I was like most people, didn't really know what I wanted to do when I grew up, right? Um, you're asked that at like 18 when you just had to ask to go to the bathroom six months ago. So it feels like you're, it's a big decision to make. Um, I did computer science for the sole purpose of figuring out like that can be in any industry, any job. So it's a very wide breadth. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to go with that degree. And regardless if I like it or not, I'll figure out a way to make it work. And that was what I thought um, in college. And when I graduated, I was like, oh, so let's not find something. And I found a rotational program, which was an awesome thing for me as an entry level. I was able to take multiple uh it was like four roles each one six months and you have like a two-year almost like a contract but you're really a full-time employee there so i was able to experience multiple different roles within the same company and figure out okay where do i want to land um and i landed in data analytics i figured out that was something that i like i like numbers i like seeing trends work i like to see how things kind of play around so after about two years, I was like, okay, I want to stay in the business side of that. Um, but I transitioned into the IT side as well to kind of feed that corporate, uh, the computer science background that I had. And I fell in love with kind of both sides of it. The IT perspective of being a business analyst and testing and figuring out something to make it work, build a new, uh, we build a new data repository essentially. Um, and then I went in, back into the business side and multiple different uh, corporate careers in, in different companies. So uh, I stayed in data analytics for about four years after I found that this is something that I like doing. And then ultimately um, in late in mid 2021 in June, I decided to take a step out and, and pursue you know entrepreneurship and stuff. But it was really due to figuring out to your point, like what is your purpose of of your career. And I was really, I identified myself with my career a lot. And then that kind of went to shit a little bit, excuse my language. But in, um, in one of the jobs that I had, I was just in, um, in a place where leadership really wasn't supportive and kind of felt like I felt like it wasn't really a place to grow in. 
And so then I started dreading Mondays. I started dreading Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and like just every day but Friday, it felt like. And um, that wasn't, <laughs> wasn't something I wanted to do my whole life. So um, I decided to leave that job. But we could definitely get into how how to avoid that and how to yeah. set boundaries for sure. Because I, I found that out the hard way. So were you okay with Thursday then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Thursday and other, you know, Thursday's we did happy 50, 50. hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday is that. Uh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I think uh, you reflect the experience. I've noticed that too, like identifying even with myself with what I'm doing work-wise or things that produce income or whatever. Um, I think that can be a dangerous slope because you're building your self-esteem off of one thing mm -hmm. that is super fragile. Um, mm -hmm. It can change any day. Um, so that's super interesting. Um I wanted to continue just to dive into the concept of like being able to switch around and try things. I think that is super important, um, even though you know it didn't work out in the long term with mm -hmm. with everything. But like your ability to to find a program that was just rotational like that that's that's super mm -hmm. neat because I find when we're in school we don't get to really try things as much. I mean, maybe you have an internship or something, but aside mm -hmm. from that, it's very much in the class, theoretical and that sort of thing. So how did you, how did you find a program maybe for somebody listening to the podcast that maybe just came out of school or is looking to sort of figure things out and, and get paid simultaneously? How did you, how did you find the program that would allow you to rotate? Yeah. And I, I would say people who are in college, if they're in junior or senior year, uh, attack those career fairs, really start attacking it in freshman year and just huff to get used to how to make those pitches and understand you have like two minutes to make an impression on people who will meet hundreds, maybe even thousands of people. So your resume is literally going to be useless. Um, you just have to just say something to connect with them. Maybe what I what I used to do is kind of hang around in the line a little bit and see how previous conversations would be with the recruiter or the person who works at that company and the people in line and kind of see what things they smile at, what things they register as important. And then you try to figure out how your experiences or how your potential skill set can match with that so that we can make a good opening impression because like you only have a few minutes. So I got I got my internships and my um, my first role, that rotational program, via the career fair at Georgia Tech where I went to school. So I, I think it's amazing um, to be able to meet all those people, just try to, again, practice what you're looking for, and then be open. I think when you mentioned change, a lot of people get scared of it, but that rotational program really helped me learn, like, okay, I can learn things fast and be, uh, be able to scale up my skill set enough so that whenever I go to the next role, I'll be good. So really be continuously learning and take pride in the fact that you want to be a good worker and a fast learner. And those two things will take you really far, in my opinion, in corporate. Gotcha. And it sounds to me like charisma is a big part of, of getting your foot in the door, like working mm -hmm. on your ability to communicate oh, yeah. with people, get along with them. Like, I think we, we oftentimes underrate the We call them soft skills, and we're like, mm -hmm. nah, don't even mess with those. Um, uh, get, it, get in your coding class, but don't worry about the communication part. And I think especially in computer science, you probably have a head above people if you're learning to communicate really well um, with people. Yeah, so for, for that's sure. Super cool. That, I, I think that's a, that's a good tidbit for people to pull out of this. Um, and for me personally, I think, even though I didn't go the corporate route whatsoever, I think just the ability to try things 
even mm-hmm. within that environment and getting to, to try different scenarios and actually note how you feel and whether you like it or not and then make choices based off of that, I think that's important. And in this case, you can do it with the safety net of I'm getting paid at the same time. So that you know yeah. is, is helpful for people that are going to be risk-averse for that, for trying that. I think it's super neat. Super neat. So in the day-to-day drudgery, or not drudgery, I should not call it that. In the day-to-day, <laughs> you're not... You didn't like it as much. What were your mechanisms for getting over that or overcoming that, or did you have any for that matter? Yeah, I, I think especially it was tested the most during that about six, seven-month stretch where I realized that my second uh, company that I was at where I had that leader that was, in my opinion, really stunting growth and kind of eschewing the fact that it should be a good thing. Um I really relied on my other outside habits. So like I would always hit the gym every day. I made sure to continue doing that and not lose the other parts of my identity because yeah, while work was the big one, there's still other things that you need to make sure you rely on so that when one thing goes down, everything doesn't go crumbling. Um, But then I started taking like notice in the fact where, okay, where can I help where I'm at now still? Like how can I still make some sort of impact we're doing the things I like the most. And, you know, if things, if other things start to slip, then you start to figure that out. I mean, what I'm trying to say is um, like, there's many projects that'll happen in corporate and some of the things you're going to like, some things you're not going to like, but if you can start to figure out a way to deliver through others that also, I use that as an opportunity to kind of build my leadership in, in a sense where I started delegating other things and helping them teach them. Cause I was in a senior analyst role at the time. So I was like, let me learn how to do that better. And then while I might enjoy working in, in Excel and Power BI and all these types of analytical platforms, I'm not getting as much out of that. So let me help go the other way and learn a new skill set. Because as you continue to learn in the beginning, everything is always fun, in my opinion, because you're, you're trying new things, you're, you're learning stuff, you're trying to get better, you see the incremental progress faster. So whereas the other work may not be appreciated, you dive into something that you'll like more in that job. And then you just focus in on that more and more and more and kind of take a mentorship role. Um, so that's what I was able to do to kind of while looking for other jobs. And then eventually I went into a, a director management role. And that was that was awesome. My last corporate role was was perfect for me. Um, it was really it was really interesting. It was just the, the entrepreneurship bug hit me. Um, and then I had to I had to take a step away. But in terms of corporate roles, that was one of my favorites as well. Yeah, when that bug bites you, man, it's it's gnarly it's after that. <laughs> that bug bites hard. Um, two two comments on that. I think it's interesting. You've talked in both questions I've asked about creating, making your self esteem less fragile or your identity, um, because you know you said you know it's very easy for a lot of people to to base their self esteem completely off of their work or how they how they look at themselves, perceive themselves. I think. Did the working out part and all that really did that help you to make the transition since you had other things that made made you feel like you were a worthwhile person? Yeah, for sure. Because even with that, I still had the days where I was just like, man, what am I doing with my life? You know, like I was like existential crisis and stuff. And I wouldn't say it's depression, but extreme anxiety started happening. Like maybe not to the extent that you've had with your listeners. I was still able to move around and stuff, but I felt lost. And uh, other th- other trick I used is normally when I'm driving in my car to work that 
long commute of uh, Atlanta with all the traffic has. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> I, yeah, it's terrible. Um, I, I used to listen to podcasts and then during that stretch of time where I was feeling really anxious and not myself, I would just reflect and not listen to anything, no music, no podcasts, and just rewind the day and really do some self affirmations and stuff. And that helped as well as, you know, just continuously reinforcing the fact that I'm separate from my job. It's a part of my identity, not my entire identity, but I still have pride in what I do. Like I, I love to, to have that performance at work, but it can't be everything to me. Now, was that in the period, like did the anxiety come when you were about to make the move to, to leave or was that just like in the process of why am I doing this job? It was in the process of why am I doing this job? I need to leave. But that was that was the second one. That wasn't leaving corporate entirely. That was just that role. And I was like, I can't be okay. in a role in a company where when I think grow personal growth, going to conferences, like for example, I took a couple of days off to attend a real estate conference and an investor conference to learn more about that. And my VP, the the leader without naming names, obviously, was uh was like, what, what, you know, I see you taking a couple of days off. Are you going anywhere fun? I was like, yeah, I'm going to this real estate investor conference. I'm really excited for it. And she goes like, yeah, that's dumb. And I was like, I was like shocked that somebody would say that because I was like, this is a good thing that you're, you're one of your people is trying to take days off to do self-development and growth, but, but you think it's dumb. And I just like, it kind of shattered my perspective of, of uh, not being a good leader, I guess. So uh, that really stuck with me and, and made me question a lot of things. Yeah, that's that's plays into, I think, the, the leader-manager dichotomy. Because um, I think any time that managers do something out of the box, they're afraid that they're going to lose their job. But mm -hmm. leaders are sort of the people that are making changes. I mean, otherwise the company doesn't change um, at the very top. But the manager mm -hmm. ideology versus the leader ideology. Um, Short-term versus long-term thinking. Right. Um, but that's... Wow. Yeah. That, I'm, I hate that you went through that, man. I mean, it sounds yeah. like your story is very similar to mine as far as <laughs> the anxiety goes and all that, all the things that go along with that. Mm -hmm. um, so what else I was going to ask you? Oh, so the way that you basically coped with it was working out, doing other things. What, what other interests were you sort of occupying yourself with? Um, honestly, that was it. Like I would read but then that my reading, uh, I just dove into more books and stuff and books and gym and um, just self-reflection. I have since in go, engaged more in my hobbies, like in hiking and stuff. But that was when I realized, I think that I need more things outside of just the gym and outside of just reading. So then in 2020 and when the pandemic happened in 2021, I started really hiking more and stuff. But at that time in my life, I was really just focusing on the gym. Okay, gotcha. So a lot of personal development sounding stuff. So that's really when you when you got into that. Okay. Yeah, that was really when I fell in love with it. I had started it like a year before that and yeah. like started liking it. And then I was like, okay, this is the time to just steer straight in. Like this is what we gotta do. <laughs> so how did you finally have the the energy to, to actually make the move to move from corporate entrepreneurship and from each job to each job? Like what was the what was the transition point and how would you suggest other people navigate that if they're feeling similar ways? I think in corporate, every role I looked at, and I had six years of corporate, I had five roles in uh, three companies. And the one, the main question I asked every single role, uh, whether it be in the same company or not, was what am I going to learn and what am I going to earn? So 
it's the common thing that's really helped me carry from entry level to director in six years and like over double my salary and all the things that you want to learn. It's everything you have to learn first, because as an individual contributor starting out, your value to the company is what you can produce, what you do. And then as you become like a senior analyst or a team lead and stuff, it becomes, what do you know in terms of the organizational structure, where people go and how to, how, who to ask for help and stuff. But then as you become a leader, you have to know who do you grow is your value. And so those three stages of, of your corporate career, and that that's really, you, you only progress through that if you're able to go from individual contributor to team lead, which is the production you're able to do. So you have to learn a bunch of things in the beginning, because while college is awesome, it teaches you theory, you have to actually practice it in corporate. So um, every job I was asking, okay, what am I, what kind of skill sets am I going to learn? where where am i gonna be able to apply that and then how much money am i gonna make right so when you figure that out and you figure out how to be i mentioned fast ramping and learning fast because i thought that was really important to show that you can master a role because i didn't want to take five years in each role sort of taken decades and i didn't want to do that right so i was able to just like work harder work longer hours sometime most times and um, figure out how to progress through and become an expert in that role within a year, year and a half. And then when it comes time to like, okay, I'm ready for the next step because now this is no longer challenging. Some people take that as a comfort zone and be like, okay, I want to coast now that I can be a master at this job. I could be an autopilot, but I was like, I'm in my twenties and um, I don't think you should do that. I don't think I want to do that. So I think as soon as you start feeling comfortable in a role, that's when you should leave um, at least early in your career as you get into management leadership and you get older you have more familiar obligations and other things and maybe you can change that approach but definitely in your in the early times when it's time to grind that's that's what i suggest so um i was able to use that uh, prism to to really think about each decision i wanted and each role that i wanted to take so then eventually when it came to this last corporate role i got my first taste of management leadership and i was on the lt teams and you know, uh, had like four or five people work for me. And that was totally different experience because not only was I learning a new company and a new industry, I had to learn how to actually lead people, not just be like a team lead. Um, right. And then uh, I, uh, then the entrepreneurship hook, when it hit me, I was just like, okay, my finances need to be in order for me to actually do this. So that's something that right. I've always been separately passionate about. Um, so you have a good base for that and you're able to take the risk to, have, you know, like one, two year savings along with your investments and everything like that. So that when business expenses hit or opportunities come up, you're able to take that without feeling stressed. So when I felt comfortable with, with that, I decided to kind of take the leap out of, out of corporate world, but that's gotcha. what I would suggest doing. <clears throat> God, sorry guys, coughing. Um, no worries. Well, that's, I, I think that's super neat. I think the perspective of not being bored, because it sounds like you didn't want to be bored for 40 years if you just stayed yeah. in the first role or whatever that exactly. you took. So that's super, super neat. It sounds like you are a fast learner then in that case, if you learned, because you, you had a bunch of different positions and you said it was only six years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, just hit six years uh, in June of 21 because I graduated May of 2015. Okay, okay. And mm-hmm. what advice would you give for people who were, I guess, trying to find their way career-wise? Like, is there any any general advice that you'd give to people? 
if you're starting and you're like you need an entry level role in corporate just pick anything because anything that is in corporate with a maybe outside chance of something in your degree because you're not gonna know what you really like your first job i mean you barely would know what your degree is and and what that would entail so just take something what is my degree <laughs> yeah like i don't think i had six years in related to computer science data analytics i used maybe one class worth of things from georgia tech so like it's uh it, it doesn't necessarily translate i'm not saying do or don't go to college because there we go education georgia system <laughs> yeah i mean the, the name of georgia tech has helped me a lot i'm not so i can't like discredit sure. the education system but the classes i learned from there maybe not as much right um so my point is like just get in the door anywhere because that first job is the hardest to get then once you get to like that second or third job you start having enough experience to, to like be attractive to recruiters and then you have some more leeway to choose but if you're been in the corporate world for like four or five years but you only have one role it, it's still the same as what i had when i had two years but two roles so i i wouldn't I, I think the amount of different experiences you can have is extremely important with the caveat being you have to be able to explain to somebody why you've jumped from role to role and kind of map out where you want to go in your career progress. So when I went from analytics on the business side to IT to portfolio management, my goal was I wanted to be a leader of analytics, which is what I did in my last role for the sales team. So I was able to map out, I had the business side, I had the IT side, I had cost management side, portfolio management. Let me now do sales, so it's revenue side. So now I had all four angles of analytics. I was able to show in the interview why I did the things I did. And that that's really important when people see a bunch of different jobs in your resume, or they ask you about your work experience. If you're not able to explain the path, why, then it just seems like you just took whatever paid you the most. Okay. Got it. Got it. So that's, I think that's probably something that most people do actually. Right. I mean, just sort of taking mm -hmm. what pays the most, not seeing the long-term play that they're looking to mm -hmm. do. That makes sense. Um, so, Two more questions, one relating to the topic and then one just relating to you. Um, so what would you suggest people who are, they don't really like their job, let's say they're in their 20s or 30s or whatever, somewhere in that area. Um, what, what would you tell these people about how they can either flesh out whether the job's right for them, you know, in the moment or make the most of their situation, like in work? If it's, if it's a situation where they enjoy their job, I, I always focused on the job, not necessarily the coworkers um, and the environment of the culture, which I agree is important, but less important than the day-to-day -day things that you're doing, in my opinion. So if it's a matter where you hate your job, but you love the coworkers here and you don't want to leave them, I would suggest leaving because you they will leave and when they leave now you hate your job and the people you work with so now you've lost a double you've lost whammy the one. <laughs> exactly so at, at or they call in sick or you know now we go to COVID and everybody's remote you don't see them there's so many different variations where the people you work with aren't 
a fixture in your role, but your role is. So if you're in a place where you don't, where you dread the stuff you do, um, I would 100% look to leave, whether that be in company or not. I wouldn't say just quit without having a backup plan. I would use the time that you have to find, you know, LinkedIn is a great resource. Um, acquaintances sometimes are better than friends. So the people who you used to work with or people who a friend of a friend would have more of a outside network than you do, if you will, or in your close friend group. So, you know, just reach out to them, see how you can help them. Maybe they can help you. Um, and, and then you find a job. So I had a couple of jobs I got through LinkedIn as well as, um, you know, the career fair and stuff like that. So cold applying is, is quite tough. Um, unless you have a amazing resume and, you know, you have 20 years work experience, stuff like that, but having that warm lead, um, having somebody reach out or having the, who also works for the company you're trying to apply for is a great job to get you that, that scoping call, that first call in the interview. And then it's up to you to, you know, uh, impress the, press the interviewer and get that second one and get the job ultimately. But yeah, I mean, don't try to stick it out just for the coworkers. Don't try to stick it out because of the environment or because it's familiar. I would say find a different role and always ask yourself that question. What, what am I going to learn? What am I going to earn? Gotcha. Well, perfect. Um, what do you see as your purpose now? Um, like moving forward, like within, within your current business, within, within whatever, what do you see as your purpose? So I want to help people do the same thing I'm doing, right? Like living financially free, being able to do what you want to do and, and kind of live life in purpose, right? So to me, the Successful Millennials podcast that I host now every week uh, talks about five categories with money being the first one. And because I think if you have that financial stability, you're able to take risks and do what you maybe can't do because of right. other, you know, debt and stressors that are on your life. So 100%. Uh, money. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, it's just so important. People think that, you know, uh, you don't want to be selfish and chase money, but you need to have that type of uh, stress negated from your life. Um, to sustain you. Physical. Yeah. and Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. You don't have to have be like a trillionaire, but <laughs> enough to not have debt is good. Um, physical and mental health. We both experienced mental health uh, anxiety and, and issues. We know how important that is when it almost cripples you to do other things in your life. So I have that as number two, but again, everybody has different rankings, but I think money, physical, mental health, leading a purposeful career, stuff we're talking about right now, um, surrounding yourself with quality relationships and overall happiness are the five success metrics to me. And um, I try to help people achieve that through, through discipline, through consistency and through hard work. Perfect. Well, where can my peeps find you? Uh, wh where can we uh, where can we send them out to? Uh, the podcast probably the best one. Uh, Successful Millennials podcast. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, I mean Apple, Spotify, etc. Uh, all all of them. We're on that. Um, if you're on Instagram, Financezilla is also a way. I try to post tips and either recaps of episodes, uh, summaries, uh, tips for money, health, um, again relationship, all all these things that we talk about on the podcast. I, I post as well on Instagram. So. Joe, those two platforms are best. Perfect. Guys, I will link all that in the description as I normally do. Um, and, yeah, definitely check this guy out. He's super cool. A different perspective, and I wanted him on because he had the corporate background um, specifically. So, perfect. Sammy, thank you so much. You guys have a lovely day, and I will see you in the next episode. Appreciate it. Thanks, Corbin.